Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I nearly got throat punched in Walmart the other day. I was going grocery shopping with my daughter and her friend, and as we're nearing the entrance, I looked to my left into the parking lot and I saw a couple, a tall man and a shorter woman. Now, Roger and Amanda, that's the couple I saw. Roger, to me, from my point of view, Roger is a tall man and Amanda is normal height. <laughs> you may, if you know Roger, you may think from your point of view, he's normal height and Amanda's short. But from where I'm standing, the reverse is true. So I see them from a distance, but they're too far away to, to do anything. And it's cold, so we go on in the store and I slow my walk down so they can catch up with me. And a couple of times I looked back over my shoulder to see if they were close enough for me to say hi. And just from the corner of my eye, I could tell they weren't. So I slowed down some more letting them catch up with me. And as they got closer, I could hear them. So I turned around with a big smile on my face, ready to, to say hi to Roger and Amanda. And it wasn't Roger and Amanda. It, I don't know who they were, but this man was extremely upset with me. He was glaring at me with these dark, menacing eyes and said something. I'm not going to repeat everything he said uh, because it's... Uh, this is not an explicit language podcast, but I can tell you, he, the mildest thing he said was, why don't you take a picture or something like that? And I was flummoxed, flabbergasted. I was dumbfounded. Here I was ready to say hi to Roger and Amanda, and it wasn't them at all. And instead of laughing it off, this man was very upset with me for looking at him. So we start to walk away from each other, and he continues making comments. And so I turned around and went back toward him and said, hey, didn't mean to offend you. I just thought you were somebody else. And that did not sit well with him. He didn't want to hear it. That just made it worse. He got even angrier at me. And the woman he's with, I'm assuming his girlfriend or his wife, she's familiar with his hot head because she just grabbed his arm and said, told him to shut up and yanked it to say, come on, let's keep walking. So we were walking away from each other and he con continued to say stuff to me, trash talk me. And you ever had that feeling where you're, you're almost, you know, you're all of a sudden in that fight or flight moment <laughs> and then your adrenaline's running. I was just, I think my ears were hot. My, I could feel sweat coming out of my forehead. It was just a weird reaction. I had hadn't had that kind of experience in a long time. Not that I was a fighter, but in the past, you know, had somebody said something to me, I was very short-tempered, uh, and I would have just gone off screaming at him in Walmart, but I don't, that's not me anymore, and no longer in that state. But, so it was just an odd sensation, this feeling, having this guy threaten me uh, for something I didn't even intend to do. I didn't intend to offend him. So we laugh it off and go about our day, our shopping, and I get back home a couple of hours later and I'm still thinking about it. Not constantly, but it kind of pops up in my mind and I, I'm irritated. I'm irritated that this man would react that way to me, that he didn't understand that I mistook him for someone else. And I just irritated at the nerve of him to talk to me like that, how he, how he could totally misunderstand the situation. And I just kind of chewed on that, let that irritation sit with me 
and I was still sitting in that irritated state when I tried to do my uh, podcast that day. And I won't get into all the details of how many, what each time, uh, what was going through my head, but I stopped and started over a dozen times recording that day. It was ridiculous. Usually I hit record and I go. Every now and then I may stop when there's, uh, maybe I have a second a thought about something I want to talk about or clarify, or there's a noise that I don't want to have to have in the, new, in the podcast. So I'll stop it and restart it. But usually not. I just kind of go with it. But that day, I started, got about 10 minutes in, and it just didn't feel right. It felt awkward and just blah. So I stopped and started again, stopped and started again. And this went on for an hour and a half or so. And then I just I had to stop to take a break to do other things. I came back to it. Overall, uh, in all, I spent probably three and a half, four hours trying to record that day's podcast episode. And every time I would get into it, there would be a noise that was uh, uh, too loud for the episode. I don't mind natural sound coming through when I'm doing the episode. I personally think nat sound uh, kind of adds to it. That's just me. But that day, every noise just irritated the hell out of me. Everything bugged me that day. And if I would stammer or throw in some uh, you know, verbal pauses, ums and ahs in my episode, I would, that would irritate me. I would stop. Or if I mispronounced something in the quote, everything I did, it just snowballed into just irritation after irritation. And I'd started recording around two and then stopped and then came back to it. At this point, it's six o'clock in the evening and I'm still trying to force my way into this. And the last time I did it, I was about to hit record, and I recognized what I was doing. I recognized that I was not in a lovely state. I wasn't in the usual state when I'm doing the podcast. I was in this unlovely, irritated state, and I recognized that. So you know what I did. If you've listened to my podcast before, or if you study Neville, you know what I did right there. I stopped, got quiet went to the first principle, be still. I'm kidding. I didn't do any of that. I did not get still. I didn't get quiet. I didn't let go. I didn't pass go. I didn't collect $200. I didn't do anything I should do. I said, screw this. I'm doing it anyway. Dang it. So I hit record and I started and it was like banging my head uh, against the wall with my banging my forehead against the wall. That's what it felt like, just trying to force it through and make it happen. And I got just a minute into it, and my dog comes barreling into the room, barking and making all kind of noise, and I just kind of hollered to no one in particular, I give up! I'd had it. I hit stop. Went back to delete that file and saw I had over a dozen files that I had stopped and started and stopped throughout the day, me trying to record that podcast episode. Oh my goodness. And I just, I just plopped down in a chair and laughed at myself. Just laughed. Understanding completely what I did. I didn't have to ask anybody. I moved. I, 
unknowingly, I unwittingly fell into that irritated state at some point. I did. I would not have had that confrontation at Walmart had I not already been in this, this unlovely state. And then I stayed in it, and it continued with this irritation, mulling over that whole confrontation. And then I kept it going. And as I tried recording the episode, more things came up to irritate me. Things that normally don't irritate me, but bug the hell out of me that day. And it just got worse and worse. And I was exhausted. I was wiped out that day. And just physically tired, exhausted, and mentally from forcing that, from the irritation and trying to force through feeling twisty. I was feeling twisted, <laughs> but not feeling twisty. And even though, even when I recognized that what I was doing, I, I laughed at myself afterwards at how I thought I could force it. I thought I could force it through and make something happen, even though I wasn't in the right state, not in the right state of mind. Have you ever had that experience? I know you have. I have many times. I know something I want. I have this wish. It's fulfillment. I know what I want. And let me try to ramrod it through. Let me try to force this, force things on the outside, push and push and push and yank without moving states, without moving from my unlovely state into the state of my wish fulfilled. And a state simply is a state of mind. How, I, you, how you're experiencing life, your opinions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings and reactions, even the manifestations, the things you experience in life, all come from that state, come from what you believe and feel to be true about yourself. All of these things, look at your day, look at your life, what you're experiencing it is, is a manifestation of the state you're dwelling in. I noticed it that day and I laughed it off. I didn't go back and... I couldn't tell you what, when, at what point I dropped into that irritated state. I don't know. I can tell you when I noticed it, after several hours of trying to force feeling twisty through the pipeline, <laughs> and then uh, ignoring that and thinking I could make it happen anyway. And I didn't revise any of it. I laughed at it. I took the wind right out of it. I stopped giving life to it. I didn't need to revise it because I moved out of that state immediately. Well, not immediately when I recognized it, immediately when I finally gave up and laughed at myself and dropped it. Just let it go. And now I have a cool resource for myself and a resource to use to tell you about. And maybe it'll help you. But it's a, for me, it's a clear way to explain how... Uh, what Neville says, that the world is infinite response, only echoing what you're imagining. Now, even though I had no clear idea of when I moved into that irritated, unlovely state, I, what was going on in my mind and my thoughts and reactions, that's what I was imagining. So the world only echoed what I was imagining. It came back at me with more things about which to be irritated. But that's cool when you notice it. You can drop it. And if there's 
if you want to revise it, go back to the point or some point where you don't like how you reacted to it and change, revise your reaction to it. Or just do what I did. Let it go. I'm not worried about confronting, uh, you know, in the past I would have been uh, worried about that day. Oh gosh, I was irritated that day. And I had things that made me irritated. Even though I recognized that and I moved from that state, I must have planted seeds and I'm going to be having more things to be irritated about tomorrow. And then more things are going to make it worse and worse and worse. No, stop doing that. I know by moving out of that state, I kill it. My I amness gives life. And that same awareness, that same awareness of being that is God, imagination, gives life and puts to death or takes the life from states. Good, bad, or indifferent, as Neville says. Whatever we're imagining is what we experience in life. And so that day, I fell into an irritated state. But it didn't mean that my whole life was falling apart. That's not my dwelling place. Didn't mean my finances tanked or that I'm back in the wheelchair and my relationships fell apart. There was a point where I used to worry about that, where if I made one mistake, something like that, and I would look at it as a mistake, a failure. And then I would imagine up all these awful things that that meant. It means I'm no good at this. I'm going back to the old ways. Forget Neville. I can't do this. Have you ever had days like that where you just, you let it all snowball? You blame yourself and get upset about the that unlovely state you fell into. And instead of taking the life out of it and moving back into a lovelier state, you focus on it. I've done it plenty of times for, well, even before I knew about states and imagination and all this stuff that Neville teaches, for so long, I just stayed in a backwards looking state. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where your whole life, you know, everything is colored by the past, things that were done to you, things you did to others, failures, your mistakes about money, your mistakes in relationships, your parents, everything's backward looking. And you're in this state frustrated because nothing works out for you, but you're not even looking. You're not even, you're not looking in the future, which isn't necessarily uh, a great thing. I'll get to that in a second. You're, you're not doing anything but letting your memories, the things that you experienced in the past, still define you in this present moment right now. Or maybe you're not in a backward state. Maybe you're completely, you're able to, you know, delete all of that and just look forward. But instead of looking forward in a positive way, you're in this state of, oh crap, how am I going to pay the bills next week? Where's this money going to come from? Oh, the coronavirus. Damn it, they keep talking about the coronavirus. I'm going to get sick. Oh, what if it's not the coronavirus? I saw on the back of a Lysol can, there's a thing called duck hepatitis. Duck hepatitis? I could get duck hepatitis. I live in South Louisiana. We have ducks all over the place. I bet there's a dog flu too. I wonder if, you know, all these different things. If you're looking forward and imagining all the crap that can come your way. So wait, you could be a backwards-looking state or a forward-looking, worrying state. 
and totally ignoring the present moment right now. Now. None of the stuff that you experienced in the past define you at this moment unless you hold on to it as your identity. The struggle is real. Whatever you're holding on to is what you're going to keep experiencing. You can take this moment, drop the past, stop imagining how bad things can be in the future, and right this moment, ask yourself, what do I want? Do I want to dwell on the past and continue to stare backwards into my life? Letting my past experiences define me and wallowing in the cesspool that was my life? Do I want to look forward and worry and fear about what might happen or what could happen? Or do I want to take advantage of who I really am? I am God. Experiencing this life. This human experience. And I can choose to be the man or woman I want to be. So ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want to experience? can be anything. Neville says in his uh, lecture, Our Real Beliefs, don't throw your dreams away and don't feel like they're impossible. He says everything's possible. I say everything's possible. <laughs> I know it's true. I've experienced it. And I continue to experience the impossibility becoming natural and normal. He describes God as your imagination and God in action, imagining when you're imagining for yourself or for others, that's Christ. God is your imagination and God imagining God in action is Christ and Christ in the Bible is uh, Christ is the personification of the power and the wisdom of God. Neville says imagination in action, imagining, the act of imagining, power and wisdom of God. And the Bible also says that we are the temple, that Christ is within us. The power and the wisdom is within us already. And it says that God is within us. And it says heaven is within us. Everything good, the Bible's pointing to within us. So you can't, if you grew up in the Bible and swear by religion, the, the traditional religious viewpoint like I used to, how can you say that and say the Bible backs you up, but then it tells you over and over to go within, look within. Heaven is not up there. Jesus is not out there. Everything is within. The kingdom's not coming. The kingdom is here in you already. These are all just personifications in the Bible of things that are already within us, things that are already us. So if you already have the power and the wisdom within you, you are the power and the wisdom. Drop the crap of the past 
and kick the worry to the curb of the future. And take this moment right now to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I really want? If you already know what you want, you get that in your mind, ask yourself, how would I feel if I were that already? Not how would I feel if I'm getting that tomorrow or if I get it in time for the next bill. How would I feel if I've been wealthy, if I've been wealthy or healthy, or if I've been in a loving relationship? I, years ago, this is just a, before I, I had never heard of Neville, but I had read Joseph Murphy decades ago, and I've mentioned this before, but I, I was in college and I would, they were, I remember one night in particular, I didn't have a test the next day. Usually in college, I would go to sleep imagining passing, uh, finishing my, uh, whether it was an essay test or a multiple choice test, I would put myself in my classroom and hear the, the whir of the air, uh, the whirring of the air conditioner window unit and feel the wood of the desk under my arm and the pencil in my hand and that click of the pencil on the desktop and the satisfaction that I, I aced that test. And that's a, that's a, I talked about this in a much earlier episode. Uh, you might want to check it out. It, I can't remember the number, but it's how I got my bachelor's degree in eight short years or something like that. But there was one night where I didn't have a test and I lay down in bed and as I'm going to sleep, I didn't imagine a specific person. I didn't imagine marrying Kim. I had no idea who she was at that point. She would have been, uh, well, younger than me. She still is younger than me. But I remember lying in bed and imagining driving an SUV with a vehicle full of kids, my kids, and hearing the laugh of my wife coming from the passenger seat and, and hearing the chatter of the kids. I imagined five kids in my Suburban, in my SUV. I didn't have a Suburban then. I didn't have a, a girlfriend then. Certainly didn't have kids. But I remember that night, I imagined having a big family. Now, I didn't imagine the, the wedding or the births at that point. I just went way beyond all that and imagined being a happy father and a loving husband. Years later, that's exactly what happened. Five kids, SUV, lovely wife. So ask yourself, whatever it is you want, how would I feel if I've been that already? If that's my life now. Not tomorrow or next week or just, uh, you know, one day. How would I feel if I was already in love, madly in love and madly loved? So what scene can you put yourself into? First person action experience where you're experiencing it and it implies your wish fulfilled. Like me driving the SUV, my hands are on the wheel hear my wife's laughter and look in the rearview mirror and see smiling faces of several children, five children. Quick little instant, boom. And I, I did it one time years ago. Or like sitting in the desk at school, clicking at the pencil on the desktop. Let's click, got this. What scene, what's something you can imagine right now and put yourself in the action that implies your wish has already been fulfilled? that you've already got it. I love you guys. 
This is Feeling Twisty.